Welcome to the Warrior School podcast, the podcast for women who train. I believe following a plan that works with your body and has a timeline of years is the future of women's training. I also believe women can train hard. We just need to learn how to do it in a respectful way. So Warrior, this is your go-to show for practical information on training, nutrition, hormones, and performance. Myself and tons of experts will help you create a training strategy that works with your body and gets results. I am your teacher, Amy Bow, coach, dietitian, and the creator of Warrior School. Okay, Warrior Woman, let's do this. Warrior Woman, welcome back to the Warrior School podcast. This is episode 121, 121. It's going to be just you and me today, baby. We're going on a solo ride. First, happy summer solstice for my warriors in the north and happy winter solstice for my warriors in the south. It's June 22nd, and yesterday was the longest and the shortest day of the year. It's solstice time, and I really love that word, solstice. It's a pretty sexy word. It sounds very seductive, really exciting. Go on, say it, solstice. And today's episode is in celebration of solstice, but I've also got some other cool things for you. I'm actually going to share some cool things that are happening in my life with you. Uh, And I've got two big announcements that I'm going to make. So you have to listen all the way to the end of the episode to find out what they are. So yesterday, I imagined myself and Hank sitting in the sunshine, eating watermelon, and that watermelon dripping down my hands and my forearms and being sticky and the sun radiating into my soul to kick off summer solstice. That didn't happen. (laughs) It was gray and rainy, and a little cool here in the north. So instead, Hank and I were in our sweats eating warm porridge, (laughs) but we still celebrated the day. Uh, We ate watermelon just inside, uh, and I actually had a really cool call with John and Ruby, who are my business coaches. So John ran a 90-minute game plan session for us who are in Creator Club. And the purpose of the session was to connect or reconnect with our vision, set an intention for the next six months, and to get really clear on our next action items and steps. And it's really cool. They'll often do this twice a year uh, at Solstice to celebrate the... I guess the energetic shifts that happen, Ruby 
practices kundalini yoga and her school Rama, uh, they very much celebrate solstice. You know, solstices have been known for centuries as these energetic pinnacles of the year, like these key uh, times in the year. You know, as the earth reaches its solar maximum in the north and its solar minimum in the south. And, you know, they believe it's an opportunity to make a great shift in your life. And that consciousness becomes magnetically available. And I really love that. And it can sound a little woo-woo, but uh, for the last five years, well, I've been here in the north now for five and a half years. I've actually really noticed this energetic shift uh, that happens at winter solstice and summer solstice. And I've experienced that myself over the last five and a half years. And so, you know, I wanted to use this podcast episode to celebrate our solstice. You know, whether we are entering summer, which is really the climax of a cycle of growth and it's exciting, it's lighter for longer, the sun is out and we can really stand within that light and share what we have with the world and honor who we are and what we are. Uh, It's really, you know, I think a season for, for pushing and growth and trying things and going for sprints for me anyway and I think it's really important that we use this time to embrace who we are and what we've created and then really tap into our vision and set an intention for summer solstice of what do we want to do Then, you know, I've also done the same thing when we reach winter solstice. So for us, that's in December and I've paused and there's a big energetic shift that happens for me as I go into the winter months. We've just come out of seven months of gray and darkness. And so over the last five and a half years, I have really put in strategies and systems to support myself through winter. And we'll do a a completely different podcast episode on this. I've actually done an internal event inside of Warrior School before on training with the seasons and how when we have seasonal shifts, you know, seasons change and so does our energy our tolerance and resiliency to stresses. And so these seasonal variations have a really big impact on our energy and our training, our recovery and our tolerance to stress. And this is really important. So, you know, from what I've seen working with so many women in the North and the South and from my own experience of moving to the North five and a half years ago is that we can really handle more stress Uh, when the daylight hours are longer compared to the winter. So I'm going to do a full podcast episode on training with the seasons and how we can create systems and strategies to support ourselves when it comes to our training as we go through summer solstice and winter solstice. But I wanted to use this podcast episode uh, 
to talk about myself. No, <laughs> I, I actually want to share some cool things that are really happening in my life. Uh, and it's a way to honor who I am and what I've been doing. And then, as I said, I've got two big announcements that I want to share with you. So make sure you keep listening to the whole episode right to the end. All right. So for me personally, I have been waiting for summer solstice for a long time. Uh, And even though she's not here yet, she's coming at the end of the week. She is a coming and I'm so excited. I really thrive uh, in summer solstice. My energy thrives. You know, my battery a lot of the time living here in the north really only ever gets to like 70%. And I have a strong foundation. I have really strong systems and strategies to support myself. But because of the lack of light and the lack of sunshine from an energetic and nervous system perspective, I actually really struggle. So I'm really excited to enter into summer solstice here in the north for my training. Uh, And there's a couple of really cool things that I wanted to share with you around my training. And I do have a big announcement when it comes to my training. So for me, as we start to enter summer solstice, I change my approach to training. I change some of my systems and I actually train more. I train longer. I train harder. And my recovery is a lot better than winter. Now, I'm not saying that I don't train in winter or I don't train hard in winter or I don't recover. I do all of those things. But what I have found over the last five and a half years is that I can actually push harder during summer than I can in winter my tolerance and my resiliency to stress or the demand that I place on my body by training really hard in winter is just not as high. Even though I have a strong foundation, I put in all of these systems and strategies to support myself. It's just the fact that I don't get enough sunshine and light. So coming in to this part of the year, what that means for my training. And we also do this inside Warrior School, which is really cool. So my women that live in the North, they will have a slightly different strategy, slightly different systems, and they'll train in a slightly different way to my warriors who train in the South, uh, who live in the South. And uh, they will have a different strategy and system because they are going to be in their winter solstice. So this is a part Um, you know, this work that I've experienced myself over the last five years, I've brought into warrior school, which is really cool. And it becomes a part of my warrior's strategies to make sure that they're training with the seasons and they're supporting these energetic shifts that happen. So I'll do a podcast episode on it. I'll record one on training with the seasons and I'll share some strategies and systems that we use inside of warrior school and that I found helpful myself to support your training practice so stay tuned for that okay we're gonna talk about my training which is super cool uh 
I want to share with you what my current practice looks like, and then I'm going to share a big announcement with you. So right now, I, so a few months ago, I was on a call with my coach, Oscar. We have a call every two weeks. And on that call, we go through, you know, we talk about my training, my body, we workshop uh, anything that we need to workshop you know, challenges, problems. Uh, We go through movements, we look at progressions, you know, we might make changes to the program, very similar to what I do with my warrior women on their momentum calls. They have them once a month. And so we'll use that time, you know, to talk about what's going on, to overcome any challenges. Uh, We, I watch them train, we make changes to their program. So Oscar and I meet every second week And, you know, we talk about my training and my approach to training. So a few months ago, we were talking about the new, you know, the new cycle and what we wanted to do. And we decided on bringing the barbell back into my training a lot. I really wanted to do uh, a strength cycle Now, I haven't touched a bar a lot in the last five or five and a half years since I stopped Olympic weightlifting. I have touched it on and off, uh, but, you know, we haven't had this deep connection, this deep relationship that I had with the bar when I was Olympic lifting. When I was Olympic lifting, I was training six days a week and I was, you know, touching, caressing that barbell for multiple hours a day. So when I stepped away from the practice, uh, I stepped into a hand balancing practice, came back to a gymnastic strength training practice, working with the rings a lot, doing a lot of body weight strength again, but more complex movements. And I've been working with Oscar now for a couple of years. Uh, after I had a break. So when I stopped Olympic weightlifting, I actually had a break from working with my coach for, I think it was about a year and a half, two years, where I just played and did what I want, moved my body when I wanted and did what I want, didn't follow a program. And those two years, you know, I were so important for me after following a strict plan and program systems and structure and competing. It was so nice to have two years of uh, playfulness. And then I started working with my coach again and we did a lot of hand balancing, gymnastic strength training, uh, a lot of stuff on the rings, the rope. But over time, I found myself craving to touch the barbell again and so slowly over the last two or three cycles and you know my cycles you know they don't go by 12 week cycles we'll do something uh, until I can squeeze the most out of that and then we might change it a little bit and this is how I work inside of warrior school we actually don't do 12 week cycles Uh, We'll have an approach, we'll have an intention 
there are certain standards and qualities that we need to reach when we are working on a movement and we'll squeeze as much out of it as we can and then we may change it. Uh, We might work on pieces of it. We might work on the weakest link, like what held us back from being able to progress that movement. So I do the same thing in my training. I don't follow a set uh, 12-week program. We just try and squeeze as much out of the movement as I can, and then we change it slightly. So we were talking about our focus for the next cycle, and we both decided that we would bring the barbell back into training. So for those of you, you know, you may have seen on Instagram me sharing that I actually went back to a gym a few months ago. Part of the reason uh, was it has to do with my big announcement today, but part of it was to have access to more equipment and to do more lifting. So to be with the barbell more. So I've been working on building my squat up, building my pulling off the floor up, uh, my overhead pressing with the bar. So the barbell and I have been spending quite a bit of time together. And I want to build my baseline strength up. So my pure raw strength. So I want to really build my squat up. Uh, So it's a lot heavier and stronger. I want to build my deadlift or my sumo deadlift, my pull off the floor. So it's a lot bigger and stronger. And then last week, I was having a conversation with Oscar. And I said to him, you know, I've been thinking about something for quite a while now. Okay, you ready for it? Are you ready for my big announcement? I said to Oscar, I think that I want to step back on the platform again. I think I want to compete in Olympic weightlifting again as a master's athlete. And he said to me, you know what? I've actually had in the back of my mind that we would get you back on the platform and so he shared that I was actually thinking of putting some power cleans back into your training and I've actually just got tears in my eyes even saying that Uh, but I'm going to step back on the platform and compete in Olympic weightlifting again now I really wanted to talk to you about, you know, I talk so much about the long way home and I want to actually share with you our plan or our strategy that Oscar and I have to get me back to the platform because baby, I ain't platform ready. (laughs) So I want to share with you, uh, it's a very rough plan right now, but my big announcement is that I think I want to step back on the platform. I want to return to Olympic weightlifting. That sport, you know, I have such a deep love for the barbell and that sport. That sport makes me feel so powerfully graceful. And 
I, yeah, I just want to have a love affair with the barbell again. And so what does that look like? You know, going from not really touching a barbell to getting back on the platform. It looks like a lot of work, (laughs) which I'm really excited for. uh, And I'm really excited to do, especially as we come into summer solstice. So I actually, we actually have this 12 month plan rough. This is really rough. Okay. I'm just kind of riffing on our rough plan. So the first part of the plan is to build my pure raw strength, my baseline strength up. I need to get stronger with the bar again. I have been out of practice. So I'm not as strong as I was in my squat and my pressing and my pulling and my So so that's our first plan. So what you'll see in my training is that you'll see me with a bar a lot more. You'll see me working on my squat, my deadlifting, uh, my pressing. And we're going to really focus on getting super strong. Then from there, we're actually going to break down the pieces of the Olympic lifts. So for those of you who are listening and you're not sure what I'm talking about, Uh, Olympic weightlifting has two lifts. So the snatch, where your arms are wide on the bar and the bar's on the floor, and then you snatch it to overhead, and then you're in the bottom of your squat with the bar over your head. So it's one movement. Then the clean and jerk is taking the bar from the floor, cleaning it, so essentially it comes up your body, um, rotates around onto your shoulders, and then you're in the bottom of a front squat and then you stand up and then you jerk it overhead so you can either split jerk it or you can push jerk it so I always push jerk because I had uh, I have great mobility so then our next stage of the plan is to actually break down the components of the lift so for the snatch my overhead position would be very deconditioned I actually wouldn't have a lot of strength in that wide overhead position. So my wrists um, and my wrist strength, we need to work on the positional strength there. I need to work on my overhead stability. I'll need to work on my overhead squat. So placing the bar above my head and doing squats. Uh, I'll need to work on a snatch balance, which is a, uh, a progression or an exercise that we use to work on the balance and the stability and the catch of the snatch. Uh, I'll need to work on the pull off the floor and then the same for the clean and jerk. We're gonna actually pull the lift apart and work on the components of the lift. So I'm not gonna be actually doing a lot of Olympic weight lifting. I'm going to be doing the components of the lift and building up my strength and looking at all the weak areas. Then from there, we're going to start to introduce introduce the lifting back into my programming. So Oscar was talking about putting power cleans back in for speed and starting to get used to essentially lifting again. You know, the bar being loaded on the front rack and on your shoulders. Uh, There are all these little things that, you know, when you lift that you become so conditioned to that you don't notice. So for example, 
we hook grip. So it means that we tuck our thumbs in underneath our fingers. And what happens is that on the inside of the thumb there, uh, we actually form this quite a big callus. And so we build up this, you know, this tissue that becomes quite hard that allows us, you know, to hook grip a lot. And so I don't have that little callus in there. Uh, I actually haven't done a lot of hook gripping. So my thumbs are, will be quite weak and I won't uh, be used to having the pressure on my thumbs. Um, the other one is like the bar coming around and down onto your front. So we're going to do some front squats to start to get used to the load being on the front of the body again, on the collarbones, on the front of the shoulders. Uh, also, even the pubic bone, you know, as I start to get back into Olympic lifting and trying to develop my bar path again, you know, sometimes the bar smashes the vagina or the pubic bone. Now, of course, it shouldn't um, and it doesn't when I'm technically practiced and when I was lifting a lot. But, you know, every now and then, if the bar path is not as strong as it should be, it can whack your vagina. So uh, we need to build up a little bit of vagina strength. <laughs> so there are all of these little things that I need to condition myself to, which is, excites me, uh, but it's also a long road. And then we'll start Olympic weightlifting. Then I'll start picking up a bar and actually uh, Olympic lifting on the platform uh, often in my training with the plan to then get back on the platform in 12 months as a master's athlete. Uh, master's starts from 35. So I will be 35 in just under a month. And I am going to compete in Olympic weightlifting again. And I want to take you along for that journey, for that ride. So you'll probably see a lot more footage come through of my practice, what we're working on, why we're working on it. And over time, hopefully there's this really nice story that comes through that uh, you can see around my training and how I get back onto the platform. So that's big announcement number one is that I'm going to return to Olympic weightlifting. Another really cool thing that's happening in my life is that I booked a flight home in November. So after a very long, well, it will be three years in November, I'm going to go home and see my family, which I'm very excited about. And then my business, let me share with you some cool things happening in my business. I'm just going to take a sip of my tea. Okay, so I'm recording this episode on Carson's laptop because my girl, well, she decided that she's going to retire. I've built my business on a 13-year-old laptop, but she needs to retire. So the first thing I need to do uh, this week is I need to buy a new computer. So I'm going to buy a new computer. Uh, for me, that's a really hard thing to do. I love that my computer was 13 years old. I love that she carried me through my master's 
and she's carried me through you know building warrior school building this really cool epic business on this 13 year old laptop and i'll often say you know i built my business on a 13 year old laptop I can train just with my body or a set of rings. You know, we don't need a lot of things to do amazing work. But it's time. Uh, She's making my life a little harder when it comes to recording my podcasts and editing my podcasts. You know, just, you know, certain things. She's full. She's full and she's screaming for retirement. So I'm actually going to buy a new computer this week which will allow me to do some really cool things in the business. So I'm going to build and create a new website. So I've been in the process of designing the blueprint of what that will look like, um, writing the content. Uh, So when I get her, I will be building, creating a new website, which will be super cool. There'll be loads of really cool things on there, some resources uh, for you to check out and enter into the warrior world. Another really cool thing is that I am thinking about starting a private podcast. So we have the Warrior School podcast. And then inside of Warrior School, I've also started an internal podcast But I am playing with this idea of having a private podcast. And this private podcast will be for 40-something women who want to prepare themselves for perimenopause and menopause. And it will be all about training nutrition and hormones and helping you build a strategy and build systems uh, to support you in that transition in the next phase of your life and so you can enter menopause you know really strong uh and so this private podcast you will sign up via email and then you'll get a private uh link to join that and it will be our own really super cool private area and section to talk about supporting you through perimenopause and menopause with your training, which I'm really excited about. So I've just started to bring the idea to fruition. I've started to write notes on it. So stay tuned. Uh, It is one cool thing that I really want to create for you. Okay, big announcement number two. I'm going to start writing a book. So John and I, John is my business coach. We've known each other for a a long, long time. And I remember years ago, we started to talk about this idea of writing a book. So for the past couple of months, it's something that I have thought a lot about and I'm going to start to write it which is really cool to say. Uh, I don't know exactly what it looks like yet, but I do know that I have to start blocking out time in my schedule every day to do some writing. So from next week, I will be blocking out time in my day and it will probably be early morning 
to do writing. So at the moment, what happens in, in my day is that I'll wake up around 5.30, 6 o'clock. I'll take Hank for a walk for an hour. Uh, I'm training five days a week. And for me at the moment, what's working really well is two days on, one day off. Two days on, one day off. Uh, sometimes I can do three. It just depends on the how hard I train. So if I have really hard, intense, long sessions, like a, you know, a leg session that I did today for two hours, you know, I'm, I'll follow that tomorrow with an upper body. And then depending on how I feel, most of the time I'll take a rest on that third day and then do a leg session the following day. So at the moment I'm training five days a week and I am training earlier in the morning uh, than I would really like, but it is working for me. So I'm training around 7.45, 8 a.m. till about 10. Uh, And that's mostly a logistics thing because Carson and I only have one car. So he drops me off at the gym. I'll do my training and then I'll walk home. And then what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to put time aside to do some riding. I think even before that. So maybe before I walk Hank uh, or before I go to the gym. Uh, and then I'll come home and then I'll get into my normal work, which is being inside of warrior school, looking at all my amazing women training, you know, giving them feedback, uh, organizing podcasts, recording podcasts, you know, all the stuff that I do now, but the difference will be that I'll have, um, planned times in my day to write and I'm going to start writing a book. So that's big announcement number two. And then What's happening inside of Warrior School? We've got epic things happening inside of the school. So many of my women are just getting strong. It's epic to watch and I just feel so grateful that I have the privilege to lead them in their training. A lot of them are at their nine, 12 month uh, mark. And some of them have been with me for years. And actually, Julie celebrated her one year anniversary with me today. So happy anniversary, Julie. And what's what's going on? Okay, well, they are just getting strong and being badass inside of warrior school which is so cool i'm doing a lot of behind the scenes work inside of warrior school so i i am uh like i said i've created an internal podcast so i'm organizing that so they will be uh exclusive episodes for my warriors uh, around more advanced practices to support their training to help them get stronger and to help them feel great in their bodies We have also added a monthly internal workshop, and this workshop is a very practical workshop. Uh, So last month we did a workshop on the hip and hip mobility and hip stability. And this this is in addition to our internal monthly event that we uh, run as well. So I'm adding some more really cool things inside of Warriors School a little bit more educational. So a big part of warrior school is me teaching the warriors how to train 
you know, the processes, the methods, the why behind their practice so they can lead self, uh, which is one of the most empowering and powerful things that we can do in our training. I'm also doing some cool work uh, on our platform. So we actually have a platform that holds the Warrior School curriculum. So there's a bunch of videos and resources on training, nutrition, and the menstrual cycle. And I'm going to do some behind the scenes work on that, record some new content uh, and just clean that up. And so it really supports uh, their journey wherever they are inside of Warrior School, which brings me to the other cool thing that I'm working on. It's called The Warrior Way. uh, And potentially that's maybe what my book is going to be called. And what I'm creating right now is, or recreating, is their journey when they come into warrior school. And we're going to have, uh, it's going to be like a game, you know, levels or points in time. And when they get to that, they become, you know, I've got archetypes or names for the warrior. And then we celebrate the fact that they got to that level or to that part of their journey. So there's certain obstacles and things that we need to work on to get to the you know next level or the next place in our training practice. Um, but I'm just working on the warrior way and what that journey looks like. And I just recorded an internal podcast episode actually talking to my warriors about the work that I'm doing around creating archetypes um, and rewards for so for example julie getting to 12 months inside of warrior school would be uh be the performing warrior and there is certain things that she's had to overcome and really work on and and create a strategy and a practice and so to celebrate her for becoming the performing warrior uh is something that I'm working on right now, which is called the warrior way and it's epic and it's going to be fun and there's going to be rewards for um, each stage. Okay, warrior, that's enough talking from me. Uh, So my question for you, warrior, is what's happening in your life? You know, are you excited for the next six months? If you're in winter solstice, what does that look like? What does that mean for you? What can you do to support yourself what's your game plan your strategy and then for the warriors in the north what are you excited about for the next six months what's happening in your life what's your strategy what's your game plan okay warrior woman i will see you soon bye for now warrior woman thanks so much for listening to this episode if you haven't please give the podcast some love by subscribing now. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate it and share it with another warrior woman. Also, if you want to go crazy, I'd love if you wrote a review for the Warrior School podcast. And also share and tag me with your biggest takeaways for the episode on the gram. Okay, warrior woman, have a great week in training. Bye for now.